Peace and blessings, family. R.S. Cole here from A Word with R.S. Cole podcast. Keep in mind, I do still have my Hurt to Heal episodes going on right now. I do drop that every Wednesday to bless your ears with them. For all of our women of color that have been through some things that are trying to reclaim and take back their power to elevate themselves to the goddesses that they are. We know that, right? So right now, you're actually tuned into BJ and change the subject. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? You're now tuned into episode 37 of Change the Subject, and I'm your host, BJ. Follow me on all social media. Twitter is DergoBJ. D-E-R-G-O-B-J is how you spell that. On Instagram, I am the subject change. Um, if you just so happen to have any questions, comments, topics, suggestions, or guest spot requests, you can send those to the email address which is changed subject c-h-a-n-g-e-d subject at gmail.com now that we pretty much got all of the announcements away i hope you guys are ready for a great conversation and i got a super super dope guest that i'm excited to record with because i've been fortunate to get the other two-thirds of his unit on the show at previous points and um i've always wanted to kind of get into a one-on-one conversation with this guy particularly because he's just like dope i can really say that a lot of the things that i see him do as far as an editor of the show the way that he puts the shows together is fire all the time he's a musician he does music he does so much that we really don't get to dig into because he shares his platform with two other people but if you just so happen to not know who i'm speaking of I'm speaking of Jay Omega from the Officially Street podcast. I have him on today on Change the Subject. What's good, my guy? Oh, what's going on, man? <laughs> I appreciate that intro, bro. I really do. That was uh, very flattering. Yeah, I mean. Um, but yeah, man, I'm here. No I, I've been wanting to um, do a show with you, whether I come to your platform or you come to ours for some time as well because i feel like the way you articulate is unmatched i feel like your mindset uh, salute um, appreciate that yeah man the way the way you are able to put words together put your thoughts together i should say um and articulate it in a way that's very understandable and you're really able to level with people and break barriers in terms of the stereotypes that we essentially have lived by for so many years. And you really break things down and say, why do we think this way? Why do we continue to abide by, you know, some of the social strongholds that have been placed yeah, on yeah. us? And, and why aren't we breaking those those habits? So I think it's a it's a super dope platform that you have. And what you've been doing, um, you know, with the women as well, really focusing on, um, you know, women empowerment and every and um, every avenue of, of what you do. It's dope, man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad to be here and I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you, man. I always try to get people for what their like strong suits are. And I really think that like um, when I listen to SO, it's almost like you guys are just like the cool kids. It's like y'all not really tripping on what nobody else is doing. It's almost like y'all in your own space. Y'all live by your own rules and y'all just do y'all, you know? And it sounds, it sounds simple when you think about it, but it's also like intriguing because it's like what puts a person at that level of peace and comfort when we have to sometimes be a little bit more competitive to keep each other on point. 
Mm-hmm. It's like y'all don't feel that. It's like y'all just do what y'all do. And I'm I'm always fighting to somehow fit these type of conversations in because I know that they're heavy. You know, so I'm the least likely person for, you know, you to probably ride out with throughout the entire time because you got to kind of decompress from my content. And I understand that. So sometimes I look at you guys like, damn, I wish I could just be like that laid back or shoot off a bunch of jokes and have fun and kick it. Like I get it sometimes depending on what kind of guest I get. But for the most part, I just have to understand that a lot comes with, you know, the responsibility of subscribing to BJ because it's never like, just some lighthearted fluff or nothing like that. It's always something that I had to sit with for a couple of days because I write these things out months in advance and perfect them before I even present them. So it's a lot that you guys do that I actually practice at, you know, with recordings that people never hear, you know? Right. So it's, you know, it's a healthy balance, but like I always try to bring that world of, you know, freedom and liberation to a sense to my platform so that we can mesh the two. So certainly that's why I have you here because I think that we have a great conversation um, for the listeners. So before we get into all of the details, I just want you to get into no first. It is customary for anybody from SO that comes on my show that you have to do your actual intro. Oh, It it is a rule that I go by. And then I want you to introduce yourself your show and all of what you will have my listeners to know about J Omega. Okay, say less. So this is how we're gonna do it. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy J Omega, the washed ambassador, the Cybertron Don, the camouflage guard, Mr. BX all day, Mr. Ready Set Go, Hip Hop's Behemoth, Young Heisenberg in the building as well. Daddy Wash Legs, Lil Poppy Ortiz, Smacky Chan, the big blood. You know what time it is when you hear that. Ah. And you can find me at J Omega S O. That's the letter S, the letter O. On every social media network, that's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, even though I'm not on Snapchat anymore. Um, so that's my social. I am a hip-hop artist. My name is Jay Omega. It's all one word. Um, I do a podcast called the Officially Street Podcast that BJ uh, so wonderfully uh, let you guys know about. That's myself, Sayer, Cherry Poppins. And we do, most of the time uh talk a lot of shit you know our podcast is very laid back and we're able to sort of bring all of our personalities together and it meshes so well that we've never really had a problem with trying to figure out what works for us um we know it works for us because we're all cool and we're and you know the relationship that we have has blossomed into something beautiful so Mm, the officially street podcast is always going to be that vibe but at the same time, we do try to step into different lanes once in a while. Things are going on in the world, and we like to talk about some of the things that go on in the world, and we bring our aspects to the table. But, you know, some of those topics are heavy, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Some of those topics are BJ heavy, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, it could get deep, and we have to provide ourselves the opportunity to do that on our platform, too, so it's very important. Um so yeah, man, come check us out. We're at TOS Podcast underscore SO on every social media network. Um, we drop every Friday. 
And again, you know, we like to we like to bullshit and and go crazy and and make sure that by the end of the episode or all throughout the episode, people are laughing and people are thinking differently about um, you know certain topics. And we try to keep it light, you know, because again, with everything that's going on in the world, you do have to sometimes be able to escape and really just get a laugh and feel empowered. Uh, even in a, in a in a comic sense, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, true, yo, you know, true. I still have the ability to laugh. Like, I'm not gonna be broken by everything that's happening around me and to me. Um, you know, depending on who we're talking about, but I'm I'm still gonna allow myself to laugh and enjoy life because it's definitely needed. You know what I mean? Yeah, very. It's interesting necessary. what you. It's also interesting what you mentioned about the um you know, the ability to sort of be in our own lane. I appreciate that as well. But I think some of my insight on that specifically is the three of us all had personalities and things that we had done as I I would say entertainers. I'm not going to say influencers, but um, prior to coming to TOS podcast. So like Sayer, for instance, was always making beats. He, He wasn't necessarily um working as hard as he is today because he also rapped so mm-hmm. you know Sayer was a was an artist and and a producer and then i was also an artist and graphic designer so like we had our own separate you know small followings and people that had been interested in what we did before the podcast and when we came to the podcast we had kind of already had um some experience with talking with um interviews you know what i mean and right, right, um, right. cherry cherry was she had her own radio show called yeah. heart to heart um mm-hmm. at the college that she went to so she was very used to being in front of a mic and talking and interviewing people right so everything just meshed well and i think the difference between our podcast and maybe some other podcasts that are out there is um we knew each other when we started this and I mean, I think most other podcasts that the hosts know each other, but we had already been experienced in being in the setting of doing a podcast, right? right We've right, been on right. Cherry's show a couple of times. Um, Cherry had came to the podcast as a guest. You know, we, you know, Sire and I had done interviews with other people on, on other platforms just to showcase our music and stuff. So um, it is interesting that you bring that up because it, it, it makes sense. Yeah, it definitely gives a a regard to um how significant it is to make sure that everybody that you work with has their own skill set you know what i'm saying yes, because sir. i think sometimes we'll see like we'll see two of the homies doing some big shit and it's like damn i just want to be a part right. and you really don't know the part that you can actually play so i think that um that teamwork aesthetic that you guys show is very dope because it's clear that all of those things are like components of what makes the show what it is. Like you immediately hear Sayer before you even hear him say a word because his beat and the song that you, you know, used, I think it was on one of the mixtapes, yep. on the early mixtapes. Like you guys hear each other before y'all even say a word because the intro is SO. The right. the the host is SO. The the songs that you hear throughout the show is all you guys. So it's mm-hmm. like dope that y'all have managed to bring all of your talents to one central place and you can all be seen throughout the show without just the talking pieces. I think that's extremely dope. Thank you. Appreciate that. No problem, King. So uh, we're about to get into the show. And before we do any of the topics, we do an icebreaker called QA and A. 
And Q&A is just a couple of questions to kind of dig a little bit deeper into who J Omega is and how he would answer certain questions on the spot. Now, the, the idea of Q&A is that there may be one question that may be too difficult to answer. So if, in fact, that is an issue, there is an alternative, but you don't know how difficult or easy that question is going to be either. Uh -huh. So you ready to get into it? I'm ready, baby. I'm excited. All right. So question number one is, what is the topic of the song you know you have to rap about at some point in your career that either doesn't have the exact words or the beat hasn't come yet? Uh, the beat is there. Uh, it doesn't have the words, but I have to write a song about my daughter at some point. Um, so oh, I have a three-year-old. Yep, I have a three-year-old daughter. So, um, you know, this is this is my first daughter, my first child. I am uh, an entirely different person because of her, and okay. um, I just haven't I haven't really sat down and put any words down because. Being her being so young, she's changing so rapidly and consistently and developing and developing and developing that I haven't even really been able to write a full verse even because my feelings continue to change, right? Wow. Um, wow. And there's so many different things that happen that I watch happen and I say, wow, I, I have to, like that has to go in a song. You know what I mean? And then- yeah. You know, the following the following month, something else will happen and I'll be like, man, that has to go in a song. And the reason I haven't begun writing it yet is because my songwriting process is very complex. It's it's I don't always have the time to sit down and just write a song like, you know, like, OK, I'm going to just write this song right now in an hour, okay. or two hours. You know, I'll be driving and think of some lyrics and just put it in my notes. You know, I'll be at right. work and you know, something will come to me and I'll just put it in my notes in my phone. And um, that long running note in my phone is how I actually start to compile songs together. I take bars from here, bars from there that um, kind of coincide with each other or, right, or, right, or right. you know, it makes sense. And then what I do is I may have like eight bars to a verse and then and like, you know, that those eight bars are comprised of like you know two bars here that i wrote two bars here that i wrote and then like four bars here that i had so like i've taken you know three different uh oh, wow. times different in my right. yeah you know three different pieces three different times in my life where i had sat down and wrote these things you know maybe the first two bars i wrote three months ago and the next two bars i wrote you know yesterday and maybe right. i found four bars that i had written last year and i never had anything to go with and what i'll do is i'll put that together and then it's like a foundation that's when i say okay now i kind of have a uh topic i have a category this substance that i could add um and then i kind of build from there and the issue that i have with songs that are very very personal to me is those songs come out all in one shot most of those songs are uh, written with a purpose. And if mm -hmm. I was going to write a song about my daughter, I wouldn't be looking to grab lyrics, you know, random lyrics oh, from, wow. from notes. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't want to do that. So right. it actually takes me a lot longer to write songs like that because I do have to put myself in the mindset of 
let me focus on this and this only you know okay um okay. and it's less about entertainment in that sense and it's more about um telling my story you know mm. and i try to i try to balance that like um you know songs like do what you got to do like you mentioned the intro to the to the podcast um that yeah, intro yeah. theme music that was on a mixtape that many people may not have heard because i think a lot of people were introduced to me like from the podcast maybe in like 2016 so people may not have heard the do what you got to do original song but in that song it's more about entertainment you know like it's just it's it's a little catchy it has a bop the beat is fine you know the beat has you yeah. know a lot of 808 it's bass heavy and i'm trying to entertain you know i'm on stage jumping up and down going crazy and in the song i try to sprinkle a little bit of uh gems in there as well but yeah. with a song like us from uh one of my recent projects nothing to lose mm -hmm. it's the intro to that project with a song like us i'm really giving people a, a sneak peek into into how i talk to myself about where i am in my career and what i need to do to progress and what i haven't done and things of that nature and a song like that i wrote uh pretty much all in one shot because i already knew in my head what i wanted to do i mm. knew that i wanted to write a song like this and i and i i had some of the words but i never really wrote any of them down until i was ready to start writing the song and when i started that was a that was pretty much a consistent project until i was done and it might have taken me a couple days let's say um mm -hmm. but those types of songs are written so much differently than like all of the rest of my music oh all right that was a dope answer. All right. So question number two is, what's the worst side of yourself that always seems to get the best of you? Uh, in insecurity and uh, uh, just being unsure of things. So um, I, I, don't, I don't know how to describe the unsure part, but I would just call it insecurity. You know, like uh, if I feel like I'm not going to succeed in something, it makes me less willing to do it. And that is something that I, I dislike about myself, but I also have to recognize about myself and try to improve with. So, I mean, and it could, that can go in any category, right? It could be with, you know, relationships. It could be with music, the podcast, uh, outfits. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm. if I feel insecure, like, man, I, I second guess myself a lot. You know, that's basically the... That's basically the answer. And I, I don't know if that's a specific character trait about myself. Uh, but once that side starts poking out, I react negatively, you know, and mm. I don't allow myself to enjoy what's happening. And then I, I just critique too much, you know, wow. and it happens all the time. It happens all the time. I that's don't be crazy. Ready to, I don't even post. I, I barely post on social media because I'm I'm. I'm so critical of not what people are going to say, because if I if I know it's hot, I know it's hot. But at the same time, I think to myself, damn, does everybody feel the same way? You know, and nobody oh, it, people are not going to feel the same way. Nobody's yeah, ever going to feel, right. you, you feel what I'm saying. Nobody's yeah. ever going to feel the same way. But that does. It's it's something that uh, that haunts me, man. Like I'll I'll post something and I'll be like, man, I hope this does what I know it can I don't expect it to because I know that expectations just result in in you know being let down. So I'm not a I'm not an expectation type person, but 
I know my self-worth and I be wanting people to recognize that. And when it's recognized, that's a beautiful thing. You know, like Mm -hmm. I feel like, bro, you know, just a few words that you've said about me and what I do for the podcast and, and the music and everything. it's really dope because I'm like man somebody sees it you know what Mm. I mean but then there's a lot of people that don't see it and they kind of just you know hey whatever I'm brushing over like I said it could be an outfit bro I'll be like yo I'm about to kill him (laughs) you know I'm about to kill him I'm about to throw this together like ain't nobody doing this and then I'll do it and nobody will say a word and I'll be like hmm okay and instead of instead of just letting that be what it is it it sometimes it'll it'll add to a little bit of my insecurity and i'll be like hmm all right so maybe next time i'll switch it up um and then you know that's not good for anybody because it takes away it takes away my ability to be consistent and be you know wholly myself in every situation because i'm always mm-hmm. thinking about like how what's going to happen from this reaction you know what's going to yeah. be the reaction from this and um you know something i'm working on so in terms of relationships i'm good now there's really no insecurity you know what i mean um in terms of in terms of you know the podcast there's really no insecurity um i kind of come to the show and i just i i do what i do you know and it's because we've been doing this so long right with with music with music it's a little different because i'm still trying to figure out what works you know i'm i'm i know what works for me but you know obviously what works for me hasn't necessarily been you know conducive to me becoming way out you know what i want to be in terms of being a, a hip-hop artist so i've still been trying to like fight back and forth with oh maybe i should do more melodies oh maybe i should just get back to rapping oh maybe i should be less vulgar like there's been so many different things that you know i've thought about and i think it's part of my insecurity but you also have to keep in mind too there's a level of trendsetter you have to attribute to yourself no matter how you feel and see what you're doing because anybody who knows what trends are you understand that everybody doesn't catch it immediately when it hits and then too you have to also remember that there is a there is a like a dick rider concept that comes with this this whole process of you being j omega now Mm -hmm. some people are resistant to giving you the accolades the compliments or the cheers and likes because they don't want to appear to be aggressive about supporting you you may be the flyest nigga in the world for all you know but a person is going to be resistant to telling you because they're insecure in the fact that he was able to do it and i couldn't 100 percent. so you have to understand that the concept or the mind state of those people who are like on looking and seeing the things that you're accomplishing daily with music podcasting fashion and family because that's a, a key component to you as well like they're looking and they're admiring but they might they might not be vocal because everybody can kind of sense that that i guess that discord between liking something and being a fan because right. sometimes a fan can easily be misunderstood so it's not that people don't see the drip it's not that at all right it's just that sometimes you may have another insecure person trying to fit themselves into this image that they're seeing that looks so perfected right you know because other people 
at their highest level makes other people intimidated so it's all in how you look at it from the the larger perspective i totally understand where you are because i've been there forever even with my own show you yeah. know just thinking that i don't fit into the culture you know because everybody has their key points but then you'll hear somebody say something where oh well one of your episode lines helped save my marriage or one of you know your conversations in your own vulnerability helped me talk to the person i had an issue with like i begin to get those moments amazing it's not it's not like a drove of people but it's very significant points like i'm going to be the only podcaster in this that may not even get to 100 episodes but i can honestly say that every show was intentional one thousand percent a lot of people can't say that so when i look at shows like you guys where it's like these niggas got longevity these <laughs> niggas been lit for you know what i'm saying like i can use those insecurities and tell myself why i'm inferior but i have to place some significance on my accomplishments 100%. so you gotta really start doing that because you have been that nigga whether you know it or not Oh, I 100% know it. And, I, you know, that's one thing that I, I, I want to, and I hope we talk about this um, in, in the show as well, in terms mm -hmm. of insecurity and relationships, because that has a lot to, it has a lot to do with the, the success or demise of them. But um, I know I'm the shit. And, and that's the, that's one of the driving factors of where the insecurity comes from. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I, I do know, I do know I'm the shit and you know, you're the shit as well with, within the lane that you're in, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, that for a fact, you know, that you're helping people in a different way. You know, that you're touching on subjects that nobody is touching on and, and, and ways that nobody is touching on those subjects. Right. And mm -hmm. you have the ability of do to do it and, and, amazing form right so right, right we know this about ourselves but at the same time there is that lingering notion where it's like all right i know i'm the shit but if everybody else knew i was the shit as well i might you know hey i may be making money from this or hey i oh, might be a little right, bit more right. known or hey i might you know i i, I, right, I might right. be a little bit further than i am so how come if i'm the shit why you know, how come i'm the only person that knows it or how come you know these 3,000 people are the only people that know it, right? And what, I'm, what I've am what i become aware of is all of the things that you mentioned and time, it's all, it, it's time is key. You know what I mean? There are people that are able to, um, you know, achieve all of their goals within a year because it just so happened that way. And then there's people that work for 10 years and maybe on the 11th year, things fall into place. Maybe on the 12th year, maybe they never fall into place, but they're able to do things that they never would have been able to do if they didn't start, right? And as long as they don't quit, you will continue to achieve no matter what. And it may not be exactly what you want to achieve, but you will continue to achieve and succeed in ways that you never expected you could. So the number one thing to remember is not to quit. Always start, you got to start somewhere, and just don't give up. You know what I mean? Especially if you have a passion for what you're doing. Right, right. All right. So we're going to get into question number three. Question number three is prioritize these four things in order by their significance to you. Toothpaste, deodorant, soap, and water. Man. <laughs> Man. Toothpaste, deodorant 
soap, and water. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna do water first. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I am going to do Woo! I'm gonna do I'm gonna do water, I'm gonna do soap, I'm gonna do toothpaste, and then I'm gonna do deodorant. Damn, that's that exactly my order. That's exactly my order. Cause I thought about like all of the uh alternatives outside of the question right. that I can use to cover the basis. So like if you don't have a toothpaste, you right. can keep gum, you can keep mints, 100%. keep mouthwash, you know, deodorant, like a lot of people don't typically use deodorant because of their body chemistry. Yep. So you got like baking soda, all these different. So I was yep. just trying to figure out ways around it. So that was exactly my order. Yeah. All I mean, right. water had to go first because I'm like, without yeah. water, you ain't doing none of that. You none can't of that. brush right. your teeth. You can't wash <laughs> up. You ain't, you know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, let me get water. And then I'm like, man, all right, well, I don't want to be in people's face with the yuck mouth. But at the same yeah. time, I could use baking soda. I've brushed my teeth with baking soda before. Right, and I'm right, like, okay, right. all right. And and honestly, with deodorant, it's it's hit or miss, man. Because if I let's say I didn't have it, and that was the last resort, all right, let me let me hit the you know cologne a little bit. Let me mm-hmm. use something else, you know, whatever. I'll shit. I'll shave my pits if I need to to get some <laughs> of the smell. I, I already shave my pits now. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it's like I just I'll just have to do what I got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, question number four is give me one pro and one con that comes with being a fly married nigga. Man, uh, well, the pro is, 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 I mean, honestly, the pro is being a fly married nigga. I feel like it's beautiful to, you know, be in a loving relationship that you want to be in, that the other person wants to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and what comes with that is a happy life. You feel me? So that is the right. pro right there. Um, and being fly is always a pro. The con is everybody thinks everything is 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 a one all the time. Like everybody thinks your life is perfect, your relationship is perfect. Um, you you're not you're almost not allowed to have uh off day. You know what I mean? Oh, because right, it's right. like oh, you know, their their relationship is the pinnacle of what a relationship should look like. Oh, they have such a beautiful thing right oh the beautiful daughter and everything is great and it is great right but when it's Mm -hmm. bad sometimes bad and that's the end of it you know it's 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 bad and you have to myself and my wife you know and my daughter sometimes depending on what she's able to understand of what's going on we have to deal with that you know and we have to deal with that alone when we're fly and you know being fly in a beautiful relationship and all that you you share that with everybody but going through the hardships and the struggles within that relationship you do it alone and that's mm. that's hard yeah totally understand all right so we are now at question number five um which which can serve as the last question because it's kind of heavy all right in the event of your music career taken completely off which is the deal that you would likely sign first and you have to choose one of the two if you had to choose deal number a is a one million dollar deal for three albums where the only stipulation is that you can't rap on any sire beats as a new out as a new artist 
Deal B is a $1 million deal where you are co-writing with company hired writers who don't necessarily see your vision in terms of song development, but have sold millions of records. And is and is this second deal? Is there a time frame? So first deal is one million three albums, right? Mm-hmm. I look at I look at that is I do those three albums, and I'm free. Yeah. Um, I personally would rather do that. Um, no, no, no shade to Sia at all, and I think he would agree with me that um, you know, once I get those three albums out the way, and let's be real, albums these days come and go fairly quickly i mean there's people that have longer catalogs than i ever knew just because you know people release shit as like surprises these days like oh project oh project yeah. oh project yeah. and it's like oh shit before you know it three projects go in three years and it's and it's over some people dropping multiple projects a year mm-hmm. you know um i feel like i would have to have the conversation with saya and 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 talk to him about that but at the end of the day uh saya is doing very well on his own right now and um the way i look at time is it comes and goes and remember i had mentioned that's the key to everything you know what i mean right right allowing time to do its thing whether you are able to heal within that time uh within a specific time frame is on you and you know maybe some therapy but at the end of the day um it it does heal you know and i feel like three albums boom do those three albums and then we right back where we at you know if i'm gonna have a long career a long lasting career that uh you know goes down in history and i'm in this game 20 years and you know what's what's three you know what's the first three that's how i look at it but if i have to sit there and uh basically oblige to you know everyone else and my vision isn't seen how long do i have to do that that would be my question right like right, am i right, right. you know how long am i under the thumb of someone else just because they make millions i mean i could do that myself you know what i'm saying yeah, <laughs> I, facts, I don't really need it's not that i need the support of you know a label or writers to do that um i feel that i could do that on my own i just you know, I would I would need the right opportunity. So I think I'm gonna go with the, the I'm gonna go with option A. It's okay. tough, but I'm gonna go with option A. That was definitely a perfect way to answer that question too. All right, so that's your questions for QA and A, man. You got through them. Appreciate you, man. That wasn't nope. bad. That wasn't that bad. Nah, not that bad. All right, so um today's conversation for you guys that are listening is going to be about how to use a broom. And when we say how to use a broom, we are talking about how do you sweep a woman off her feet in 2020? We have seen the good and bad of millennial love. And today there aren't many ways to impress each other when it comes to love because we're so competitive with each other. Um, We have to prove everything to each other. We have to meet each and every requirement for each other. It's just so many things that come against love as the entity that it is. So as men in relationships, I want to talk to Jay about his sweeping skills, because even though he already put the work in to lock in his queen, now it seems that every now and again, you're going to have to still pull that broom out to take it back to the very beginning of why the woman fell in love with you. So 
one of the things that I admire about you as a young OG married man is how you promote family to the young and seasoned adults with Meet the Sugars. That's your uh, IG platform that you share with your family. Yes, sir. And young marriage is hard to maintain, but like you were saying in the the question about the pros and cons, you you really appear to do it very well. So if you don't mind me asking, what were the initial steps you took to sweep Mama Sugar off her feet? Oh, man. Well, first of all, shout out to Meet the Sugars. Appreciate you for bringing that up. Um, at Meet no the doubt, Sugars no doubt. on Instagram. Uh, yeah, to sweep her off her feet in the beginning, honestly, man, I had to show her that I was dead serious about wanting to be with her. Uh, and the reason I bring that up is because when we met initially, we were both in relationships. So... Wow. Uh, okay. I, I wasn't necessarily thinking about her and she definitely wasn't thinking about me. Um, I was, you know, I was more interested in just getting to know her as a person. You know, she was cool. I met her at like a house party with a mutual friend, you know, um, and we, you know, just started to become friends, doing words with friends, you know, Facebook comments, Instagram comments, little things like that. And this is when Instagram like really first first started and so sweeping her off her feet actually started when her relationship had ended I had long since been out of mind so we had maybe known each other for three years before we even began to you know even show interest like that but I was invited to her place she was doing a, she was having like a housewarming she had just moved in with a roommate and we were talking about relationships and just, you know, I, I guess we were playing a drinking game and she was bringing up the fact that niggas ain't shit, um, you know, and that's a and that's a that's a very common statement that women make. Right, right. Men ain't shit. Right. And um, men really ain't shit. Men really ain't shit when it comes down to it. Right. But n not a lot of good men get the opportunity to rebuttal that right, statement. Right. right. And And also some good men like myself. You know, some good men like myself uh, don't even rebuttal it anymore because it just is what it is. And, it, and it, if it doesn't right, apply, right. you know what I mean? Then I, I let it fly pretty much. But at this time in my life, uh, I was I was ready to rebuttal. So, you know, I did. And I basically had tried to explain, like, well, maybe you haven't met the right guy. And I know this is very cliche because in my mind at the time, I knew I knew that she had just come out of the relationship and I knew that I was, uh, you know, single and, and, and she's a beautiful woman. So I'm like, you know, I would have no problem with taking her out on a date and really showing her like what uh, uh, right, a gentleman right. is like. You know what I mean? And initially, initially, I'm I'm telling you, I was only interested in really providing her a little bit of peace and giving her some some reassurance that look you know every every nigga ain't just here for sex and you know the benefits of being with a bad shorty like yo you can really go out have a good time and and it, it don't even have to be romantic right, it could be right. platonic you know what i mean um but just don't but just don't put every every man under mm -hmm. the category of ain't shit right so I said, let's go to the movies, right? I invited her to the movies. She didn't want to go initially. Um, took me a few times to actually get her to just say yes to going to the movies because I think in her mind, 
all I wanted to do was prove a point. But in my mind, I had saw that there was really something missing from her life. And I and I had felt that void. And I was friends with her. Like, we were genuinely cool. You know what I mean? So I I wanted to take her out. And it didn't have to be uh, just to prove a point. And it didn't have to be romantic. But mm-hmm. I wanted to take her out, right? Um, and the more I got to know her and the private setting when we actually went out on that date we went to see the avengers and oh. the original avengers <laughs> by the way and um and bro just getting to know her in a different light because for the past 3 years that i had known her i had been you know we had seen each other at house parties we had seen each other at you know events like you know just where multiple people link up right we're on social media and sort of just playing little games like that but we never really hung out alone Mm -hmm. just her and i right and man when we went to the movies when we hung out it was it was automatic chemistry and I honestly, I couldn't really tell you what I did to sweep her off her feet aside from the fact that I was always respectful of her. I was always present with her. I always emotionally supported her and listened to what she had to say. And I listened to understand. I didn't listen to respond. You know, these are things that I've learned from my mother because I was raised. I mean, I was raised by women, you know, um, and so I've always known how to talk to women. You know, that's been a that's been a trait of mine that when I was younger, I used it to my advantage. And now that I'm older, I I really just understand the power of of being able to, uh, you know, yeah. add peace to women's life, you know. And again, whether it be romantically or platonically, you know what I mean? Um, because it's really it's, it's really hard out here mm. for women, especially black women. So. You know, part of sweeping my wife off her feet was was just really giving her an example of what someone that is interested, attentive, present, and respectful. Oh, that's is fire! Like. So, that's fire. Now, what I took from um, the way that you explained it was there are so many like customary or old school traditional ways to still do a new thing in 2020. Like you can. Go back to how we were brought up and introduced to traditional standards and just be innovative with how you do it. And the second thing that I really want to touch is the idea that everything that you wanted to do for her was solely for her. It wasn't to your own benefit. And I think that it's very difficult for men to do this because we were raised to be predators in a sense, like there's no way that you can court and dine and entertain a woman for what is really truly worth and not somehow see yourself and say, what do I get out of this? And that's the predator mind state, in my opinion, that comes from thinking that everything that you do should be to your benefit. So now that we know that a lot of us have been taught this theory of sowing your oats and you know, becoming a man by physically taking down so many, you know, women before you get to commitment. What is the idea of discipline like for men today to be able to sweep a woman off their feet, knowing that all of the odds of their upbringing are now against them? You know what I'm saying? It's like, how do you really be romantic if you were taught and driven fucking your whole life? Like, how do you do that? Yeah. 
Yeah. It takes time. It takes a lot of time. And I was actually talking to a buddy of mine about this because we have been conditioned to be predators and we have been conditioned that um, there are, um, you know, gender roles mm -hmm. that, that apply when dealing with women as well, um, you know, in heterosexual relationships. And the way we break those molds is, is uh, it all, it's all, <laughs> I don't want to keep saying time, right? I don't want to keep saying like, yo, you just got it. It just is what it is. It's going to yes. happen. No, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work, but it does not happen right away. Right. It's, it's, um, it's really like having a child, you know, like your relationship has to be nurtured. Your, um, you know, you have to put time, effort, uh, resources right, in right. general, not only money, uh, and, and, and emotionally and physically, you have to put that into the relationship. Um, and until you do that, you really won't allow yourself to become as vulnerable as you need to be to accept the fact that there is no, there doesn't always have to be immediate reciprocity mm -hmm. for giving right there you can give without the need of receipt right and mm -hmm. and it's it has to be because you want to do that though and that's the problem a lot i think a lot of men they don't necessarily want to be chivalrous and 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 kind and all of those things what they want is yeah, what comes yeah. from that Right. The the result of that, they know they're going to get some pussy. They know things are going to be better in the household or, or whatever. Right. And you know what? If that works for you, that's fine. But over time, you'll eventually realize, oh, man, I should have been doing this right, from the beginning. Right. You know what I mean? The whole happy wife, happy life thing. Although it's it's, uh, you know, like a satirical statement, it's very real. You know, and you have to realize like part of your wife or your or your um, spouse, girlfriend, whoever being happy comes from the genuineness that comes from what you do. You oh, know, wow, are you being wow, genuine? Wow. Like, are you really are, are you are you intentionally doing things to make your wife happy or are you doing it? every time with the expectation that something's going to come from it because all that's going to do is create resentment and make her less likely to want to that's give dope. you those that's things dope. you know what i mean um yeah but the reason i bring time into it is because it's not something that happens overnight i can't tell you yo um what you got to do is listen more right because although it's true that doesn't mean that the first time you listen or that doesn't mean that the that when you start listening mm. more, everything is going to change. No, because there's a multitude of other things that come along with, you know, relationships right, in general, right. but people as well. Right. Sometimes, sometimes it just ain't going to work, buddy. You know, sometimes listening is going to be the least of your problems. Sometimes you have to be able yeah. to pick your battles. You know, don't start an argument today, you know, because facts, is it really going to be worth it? At the end of the day, you know, and these types, these types of things are noticed on both ends, you know, not just not just by the, the, the woman or the or the man, you know, it's noticed on both planes of the field. You know, if I see that my wife is only doing something to annoy me, it pisses me off mm -hmm. and it makes me want to annoy her. Right. If I see that she's doing something literally with only the intent to make me happy, 
it makes me feel like, oh shit, nah, I'm gonna right, I'm right, rocking right. the world tonight. Or I'm gonna make sure the whole house is clean. Like, you know, it's just and it I it's not that she expects that. It's that, yo, I want to do something nice and I want to do it for you because I care about you and I want to, you know? So do you really want to be with this person? And if you do, you should want to do nice things just because yeah. you want to do nice things. You know what I mean? Um, and, I, and I think that has a lot to do with it because it's it's very uh, it's, it's, it's very noticeable when people you know, make decisions based on a mm, result that they okay. expect. That's dope that you put the happy wife, happy life in that perspective, because I've always thought from mm -hmm. the concept of which is typically used. I usually hear this from women and it's almost to mm -hmm. um, employ the, it's almost to employ the person that you're in a potential relationship with to do more or to do better. Is never to like really right. encourage that this is the potential of your life if in fact you make me happy. But to hear a man say, I use it to inspire what I do for the woman is not to say that the yeah. only person in the relationship is going to be the woman being happy. It's saying that I use this to inspire me because if I make her happy, the more likely she is to do the same for me. So that's dope. That's really dope. Right. I feel like when women use happy wife, happy life, they're uh, in the way that you just described it and, and, and you know, employing their uh, husbands to make sure they're happy. Right. I feel like all that does is really add pressure, like you said. But the statement really just means that when I'm happy, wow, things wow. are better. Right. Doesn't mean that when the husband it doesn't mean that when the husband is happy, things aren't better as well. But at the end of the day, you know, the household is normally nurtured by the woman in a relationship. And that's and that also comes from stereotypes and gender roles as well. Um, but it's it it is what it is at the same time, stereotype or not. Right. And I, and I think if you listen to it and if you hear it in the way of when my wife is happy, everyone is happy you would be more in, in, in intentional about uh, trying to ensure that mm, there's facts, peace in her facts, life, you know? Facts. So you've basically got me to um, a focal point that I want to really emphasize in the show. And my idea based on perception is that sweeping women off of their feet is now a lot simpler than we think simply because it doesn't require a lot because the hard parts are things that they're doing themselves, actually. So I want to um, discuss ways mm. that we can use a broom in this conversation in terms to the metaphor that we're using when it comes to feet. The three focal points are kicking her feet up, keeping her feet done, and not giving her the runaround. And whether you notice or not, <laughs> the ideas are simple, but knowing me, BJ always has to be, you know, strategic and analytical. I'm going to explain each of these things. Now, we're going to start with kicking her feet up. Kicking her feet up means to encourage her rest and relaxation, whether that be her mind, her body, or the things around her, by assuming to help and support her with what tends to be her responsibilities to your relationship. Because your participation communicates understanding, partnership, concern, and consideration, in my opinion. 
which is hard for us at times to consider because we're so focused on the man responsibilities because we have what is what to me is not a job because we always say a man's job right that's not exactly mm. um the extent of what it is for us i think we have mandates like we have like mandates mm. to what it is that we're responsible for it's like either you do this or else and whatever that consequence is it's just what you deal with so we have to give credit to men who play these very hard roles in relationships because women can be difficult right. you know and I, and that's not to say that negatively Absolutely. it's just acknowledging that everything that you are is the opposite of how we've been raised so the challenge of the Correct. relationship is sometimes difficult because we were raised the obverse way in our upbringing so we know nothing about what you actually want at times and we're actually trying but the resources were never there so of course kicking her feet up is encouragement of relaxing her body and mind what are some j omega bars for men who need to develop ways to help their women kick their feet up Oh, man, it's simple, man. Uh, it's, I mean, well, it's definitely not simple, but you have to identify. For me, what I've done is I've identified the things that make my wife happy, right, and relaxed because also mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. woman is different, right? Some women actually like to be on the move and busy and, uh, you know, you know, yeah, sch yeah. booked schedule and, you know, booked and busy, right? A lot, A lot of women like that, right? Uh, and taking them out of that situation isn't always going to make them happy, right? right Telling right. your wife like, "Hey, you need to just, yo, just go on a vacation. Yo, I'm about to, I'm about to book you a massage. I'm about to do this. Hey, just relax, right?" A lot of women aren't going to just be relaxed in that situation because you have to understand, especially these women that are booked and busy, uh, independent minded, very strong and able to do for themselves. Right. They're used to doing for themselves. Sitting down is not something that's going to make them comfortable. But if you go to your wife and say, listen, I took care of your schedule this week. Look, I did. I know you said you had to run to the grocery store. You had to pick up the, the, the do our daughter. You had to do this. You had to do that. Look, I'm going to do all that. I'm going to do it. And what that does is it gives them a sense of relief. Like if I sit down, I'm not just sitting down because my husband told me to sit down and, oh, he thinks this is going to make me relax. No, I'm actually sitting down with the with with the like knowing that the work is still going to get done. done. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's very important. So it's when I say it's simple, I just know that there are certain things that my wife wants to have done. Right. Whether it be around the house or just in life. Right. Things that need to be done. And there are things that I need to do. Right. But when it's time for her to relax, even when it's time for me to relax, the only way that's going to happen is if we know things are also done mm -hmm. while I'm relaxing. I can't really sit down and kick my feet up if I feel like I know I still have to do these, you know, three designs and I got to, you know, I got to edit the podcast mm -hmm. and I also got to go to the grocery store and I also got to go pick my daughter up from the in-laws and then I also got to go pick my wife up from work, right? Like little things like that can create the stress in, in people's lives that we talk about where it's like, oh, happy wife, happy life, but how can I be happy when every day, 
I have these responsibilities set in front of me and it, it feels like I have no help. Right? Right, right. Some things I can't help with. Like I can't do nails for her. I can't do a set of nails for her. Right. 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 Um, but I am able to say, okay, when like on your day off, I'm going to make this a special day because this is the only day that you have off, right? No, you don't have to do any of the laundry or any of the dishes. I'm going to do all that. No, food is already cooked. I did the food. I did this. Nope, Zari's already, she's already, like our daughter and I got in the bath. I did this. I did that, you know, and you will see the results, man. That is that is the, the true um the true kicking your feet up mm. because everything else is still done you can't do it as an adult it's like nah man i don't got time to kick my feet up so you gotta you gotta know that you gotta know the things that you know you could potentially do to make your your wife feel like okay i can actually kick my feet up facts now. facts all right so now we are keeping our feet done keeping her feet done is maintenance and upkeep and it's not literal to sending her to the salon what it means is she feels better when her feet are treated feet being mm -hmm. her the person and an extra mm -hmm. added bonus could be throwing in the finances for the hands to be attended to as well which for all of the things she has had her hands in which is the relationship the kids you and countless other things i have heard men say that hair and nails are a part of her responsibility to keep what makes me attracted to you up oh wow and i never really fully subscribe to it but i do have a sense of small understanding to what that means but in this example is much more than that it's the gratuity she deserves for possibly being on her feet all day and all the, right. the initiative that goes into what it is that she does when she's on her feet so um it's it's a way for you to to really show that you appreciate what it is that she does while she's on those feet when she's up all the time. Um, and then, too, now that I'm reading um, a lot of my notes, because I wanted to make sure that I articulated this the way that it needed to. Um, one of the things that I'm thinking about now is letting someone soak and treat her feet with the care that most men are missing. You know, like um, one of the one of the ways that they relax is actually when they're going to get the mani and pedi. And when mm -hmm. you sit in that massage chair and this person is being very delicate with the feet that you've been on all week, like you have to understand the luxury of being able to even pay for manis and pedis because it takes away the reminder of how much you didn't massage the feet in a relationship. Right. So it's like keeping her feet done is not as literal as sending her to the shop is really saying like doing the maintenance and upkeep on the relationship. How important, yeah, 100%. how important has that been to you to know that because you are a person that is in a relationship with the person that knows about nails and feet, like she's the perfect example. Like, how do you pay attention to what she does and articulate that into how you handle or manage the relationship or her? Yeah, man, that's uh, that is tough because uh, in the literal sense, she does uh, nails, mm -hmm. you know, she does manis and petties um, for a living. And for her, it's not so amazing for me to do that for her right for me to say like hey go get your nails done go get your feet you know things like that to her are not like 
oh my god i've been waiting for this you know sometimes she doesn't even want to do those things because she's in the field right right, right. um but i'm really glad that you made mention of you know sort of using the analogy of this is the maintenance and the upkeep because that is what it is in my um in my situation so it's really about the emotional support and the attentiveness that i have in the relationship right mm-hmm. so i i i brought up being present i brought up um you know being attentive and respectful and all that uh they all sort of come under the same umbrella of of what you're saying keeping her feet done right right and her hands done if necessary um because what it comes down to is you know being able to, to keep her oiled essentially like if you look at her as an engine always on the move always running every now and then they need an oil change right mm, i mm, think mm, it's i it's more it's not about like you said the the hands and, and the feet it's more about making sure that throughout the process of all of this while she's on her feet she's supported right she's emotionally supported and she's recognized so the attentiveness and the respect and all that it comes under the umbrella because while she is is hustling and bustling she also wants validation, right? right she also right. wants to know that it's not going unnoticed. She wants to know that when she ch- made a change to her hair, like, yo, your hair looks fucking good. Yo, that outfit, yo, you're like, you looking amazing in that outfit. Like, I see you, you know? And the emotional support that comes with, like, okay, you know, she came home from a hard day or somebody is somebody just rescheduled on her and, uh, you know, canceled their appointment. Now her time is wasted. She's hot. She's livid, you know. And sometimes it, that just comes with the conversation, being there for her. Look, yeah, hell yeah, she was dead wrong. But guess what? You're going to have two clients tomorrow. And they're going to pay you more than she would have paid you. And you know what? You're weeding out the riffraff right now. Like, you got to weed out these whack clients. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You want every client to 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 be meaningful to you, you know, because you're going to do their nails that much better. And they're going to love them that much more. And they're going to show their friends, you know? You don't want a client that you're sitting in front of and you don't want to, you know, you really don't even want to do their nails because you're upset that their last appointment they you know reschedule i'm like nah man this is this is your business you're your own boss you're you're you are the money maker they need you you know what i mean just little things like that words of encouragement that keep her oiled because at times like that she's running out of oil at times like that she's running out of fumes she's like damn like i'm busting my ass i'm doing all these things and you know, I got my hair done. I'm doing this. And man, like she just she just, uh, you know, canceled my appointment. I got less money now. I, I done paid for this, that and the third to happen. And now I'm out $50 or whatever the case, you know, that's when you start losing steam. And that's when it's like, oh, man, the, the you know, you start getting discouraged. And that's when you need an oil change. That's when you need to come in and be like, nah, you know what? Let me let me revitalize this real quick. You know, let me give you a little jump start. Let me change these spark plugs and, and get you firing at the cylinders you need to fire at so that when it is time to to show out, you're able to do that and you fully charge. You know what I mean? For sure. So it, it's definitely emotional support and, 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 you know, attentiveness and presence. Be there for be there. Be a listening ear for her. Uh, if you don't know what to say, say that you don't know what to say. But, you know, tell her you love her. Tell her that. At the end of the day, she's not wrong. Um, you may not have the words, but you're here for her. Facts, you know, facts. Um, and I and I think that's important. That's dope. 
the last thing mm-hmm. that you can do to a woman's feet is give her the runaround, right? <laughs> and yeah. that is the way that we tend to make things in life difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Giving her the runaround is an analytical way of how we are not straightforward. The runaround yeah. is difficult for some women because they are all different and they treat their feet differently. Some aren't conditioned yeah. to run because they don't like sneakers. They don't put themselves in those positions to where running is a comfortable thing for them to do. So it makes it just as important for us as men to understand the treatment that they will give their own feet when it comes to what we tend to make them run crazy for. Like you can be that guy that knows that she doesn't like to argue, but the way that you communicate is argumentative. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a runaround for a woman. And if she don't run at all, more than likely she not gonna fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So I think that when we talk about giving a woman the runaround, we have to understand how they treat their own feet so that we can better manage how we treat them and supplement or support of, you know, those very same measures. So making sure that you are straightforward and not keeping her guessing is one of the biggest senses of reliefs she will probably experience, especially based on how Jay explained that he came to the table. He came to the table wanting to contribute. And right. that's a huge runaround for women because nowadays it's like, I think it's an honest conversation that we have to really sit down and have as men because um, reciprocity is not completely understood. But knowing that regardless to what you aspire to get out of the situation, you still should know what it is that you intend on contributing to her. Like it shouldn't have anything to do with what you expect from her. It should already be like a, a funding there where you're going to automatically give these things, whether she gives to you or not a dead set obligation that you have placed on this woman so when it comes to the runaround how difficult has it been to to not give your wife the runaround for all of what you know could be like issues or things that you personally deal with that you could need her to be a little bit submissive to in terms of the ideas of your feelings like how how has that been for you as a man to kind of feel like I need her to do this shit, but still acknowledge that this could very well be the runaround based on your inability to manage how you feel about it. Yeah, it's been very tough, man. It's been very hard. And everything, uh, just just the way that you presented the question, uh, I couldn't have even <laughs> said it better, right? Like, it is, it is exactly how you said, like, if women are conditioned not to run and you're trying to give them the run around it's just not gonna work right and, right um my, my wife is not conditioned to run she don't like running she wears heels you know what i mean facts, facts. um she 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 will she will floss in them heels she will strut in them heels she is used to being um 
you know, a powerful woman. She has emotions. Of course she has emotions. She's one of the most emotional people I know. And that's, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying it in actually a, a very good way because she allows herself to feel. I don't allow myself to feel in every sense, right? Mm-hmm. There's really nothing wrong with being emotional, but I haven't really allowed myself to feel enough to the sense that I'm comfortable enough with, um, you know, certain aspects and things that happen in my life, you know, um, I, I get bothered by things and I will keep it to myself and I won't say anything for a long time. I harbor feelings sometimes. Um, and I'm, and I'm used to that because of my upbringing, but neither here nor there, you know, Mm -hmm. long story short, with my relationship right now, it's still something that we're working on, right? Both of us mutually from my standpoint, I know that my wife doesn't like to argue. Mm. Um, at, 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 at all it's just not something that she's that you know she's interested in doing like she doesn't want to do it if right, we have right. a difference of opinion that's one thing but once things get a little heated and I want to sit and have a very critical conversation about something she will she'll shut down um, and I know that I need her to have that conversation with me I need that because if I don't get it I'm going to feel a void Right. 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 But I also understand that forcing her to have that conversation is doing exactly what you're saying. And it's giving her the runaround and it's forcing her to do something that she's not comfortable with. So where do we land? Right. Right. Um, right. And that is tough. That's something that I'm not going to be able to just give you the answer, but I can tell you what I've been doing and I've been um, learning. You know, when I say when I say time heals all or time is the key and all of that stuff, when I say that, it's because I have to give myself the time to go through these experiences and really analyze what it is that happened, my pieces of it and her pieces of it so that I'm not um, so that I could objectively move into the next situation. Mm, Right. mm. Um, There have been many there have been many things that have happened in our relationship that have been uh detrimental to it right and we've gotten past it thank god but those things have never happened again not the big ones not the really the you know the really bad issues that have emotionally uh scarred me or that have emotionally scarred her we haven't had to revisit any of those things besides talking about the incident that already happened but we haven't had to revisit those things because we're both committed to learning and adjusting and adapting where necessary and where uh we allow ourselves Mm, so mm. in the beginning of the relationship i spoke about insecurity in the beginning of the relationship i hated the fact that she had male friends male best friends right i i couldn't say i'm like nah i'm not i'm not down with that like and i would have an attitude you know i would have an attitude just even thinking about if they were brought up if i would see them you know we'd go out to the bar i'd see her hanging out with people oh i haven't seen this person in so long and you know like i said she allows herself to feel she's very emotional she likes hugging and touching and you know she's a social butterfly right right and we were raised to see women that are social butterflies as promiscuous Mm. um instead of Mm. just seeing them as loving and caring people right Right, like that's all that's all it is she's a loving and caring person she wants to hug you when she sees you and she hasn't seen you in a long time she wants to ask you how you're doing she 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 thoroughly enjoys conversing with people and and trying to make them happy right she went to school for social work she wanted to help people so 
I had to realize that about her. And it took many instances, though. You know, it wasn't something that I was able to in one day after one encounter say, oh, let me chill. No, I didn't chill for a long time. You know, we've mm-hmm. been together eight years now. And the, the first two, <laughs> the first two of those years, it was a problem. Yeah. And I caused I caused significant problems in our relationship because of my insecurities. And like I said, it's it, it took two years and many encounters for me to really understand that man she's not doing this to piss me off she is not doing this to make me jealous she's not doing this to make me feel less than why would she do that she's not she's doing it because this is the type of person she is she's a loving person she's gonna she's gonna be social she's gonna be happy um you know making other people feel happy or trying to solve problems whatever and then she's and it, it takes nothing away from our relationship at all. All it does is add to her happiness. So why get in the way of that, right? Mm-hmm. So that has been something that I no longer give her the runaround about, right? Right, um, right. So that's like one thing, though. Uh, everyone, people in general, have quirks about them and uh, different personality traits and, and, and um, you know, just things about them in general that you know, cause them to react in different ways, man. Like some people don't like to be touched, right? I'll just give you a, a, a random analogy. Some people don't like to be touched in the sense of if I'm out and we're, you know, at a bar, club or whatever, and somebody like bumps me, mm. I'm fine. But just an example, right? Some people don't like to be bumped. Oh, now I'm turning up because yeah. you bumped right, me, right. right? Some people don't like to be uh just whatever. This quirks about everybody, right? You have to learn those things and you have to ask yourself, can I change uh, for the, you know, for the betterment of this relationship? Can I change? Do I want to change? Right. right. Because you, you're not going to, you are not going to be the person that changes anybody. Right. Like I, I say that my wife changed me, but it's not that she changed me. I changed myself for my wife because I cared enough, right? Mm. And I think that's all it really comes down to. Do you care enough to change and are you willing to do so? Because there are certain things that I'm that I'm never going to change and there's certain things that I know she's never going to change and whether or not we like those aspects about each other, we know it and it's something that we're able to process before or after any situation right mm-hmm. like i know she doesn't want to have conversations and 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 heated arguments and discussions right i know that physically mm-hmm. but something in me is is always going to be wired to try right it's always going to be wired to try do you want to have this conversation let's talk about this let's do this right now what i have to work on is knowing that no means no and 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 when I start to even see the silent treatment, accept it for what it is and know that eventually we will have this conversation. Maybe I got to go journal about it. Maybe I got to go write a song. Maybe I have to find a different avenue to, you know, let my feelings go. And I have. I've done that. Right. There's songs out there right now that are direct results of something of things that have happened in my relationship. Some songs it's like, OK, there's things hidden. You know what mm. I mean? Um, and some songs are just like straight up. This is what this is about because I'm feeling it and there's nobody that I can talk to about it. Mm. But the hard part is, you know, something else that I mentioned in the beginning of the relationship, the hard part is dealing with those issues on your own. These runaround, these runaround circumstances and situations, they happen behind closed doors when nobody else is seeing them. And so that's 
the the real difficulty that comes from it is that when you're not able to have the conversation and resolve the situation right there what what other uh outlet do you have true you know if you don't have music if you don't have a podcast if you don't have social media uh, well, first of all, let's get social media out there. Anyway, let's eliminate social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah, facts. Because uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't be using that as an outlet. But uh, if you don't have an outlet, what do you do besides just continue to lash out, right? right so, right. um, that is something that I'm still working on the whole runaround thing. But it's it's the awareness of knowing what the runaround is and asking yourself, can you and will you uh change, change in order to in in order to just you know let the relationship blossom just a little bit more uh. you know and it's steps it's it's multiple it's not like one thing it it could be a hundred things the insecurity was one you know 99 to go something like right, that you know right, what i mean right. um so it's just as long as you are able to continue to do that i think really that's the that's the foundation you know mm. That kind of brings me to a uh, a question. Then we can actually um, end this right here because we're like just about over like a minute and fifteen seconds, but um, mm-hmm. an hour and fifteen minutes actually. Um, mm-hmm. You were saying about like how you tend to use uh, the music as a vehicle to express yourself, and it's actually a dope alternative because it sets up this question. Um, as a rapper, when you think about like groupies and fanfare and those type of things, I would mm-hmm. assume that your partner is supposed to be your biggest fan, right? So mm-hmm. um, how much does your rap career require of your wife in terms of support? Because when you were saying like, okay, you have an issue where you want to communicate and she's just not for it. Let's just say, in the event of more peaceful times, Jay got an album coming out. We turning up, doing a heavy promo, and then she finally sits and listens to the work, and she notices mm-hmm. that this nigga spit a whole sixteen about me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and then yeah. it's like, okay, she's not expecting to get you know tripped up in the song because you know the beat come on, she hyped, she like, oh, this is the shit. And then she gets mm-hmm. to the verse and it's like, damn, this nigga spit 16 bars about me. And then she comes in to have that conversation now that the exposure to the issue. Now, mm-hmm. this is the outlet that she pretty much pushed you into because she didn't create the outlet to speak directly to you. Mm-hmm. So now, like in that instance, how much responsibility should she assume as the biggest fan who also has to deal with the the person the artist and the human you know like how do you navigate that situation in terms of that's still a sense of sweeping her off her feet because that's what tends to happen when they meet the person that they're fans of or that they believe to be um at such high level so how do you deal with that yeah first i want to i want to um i'm really glad that you made a, a association between being a fan and support mm-hmm. because um they're, they're two different things right i don't just in my specific situation i don't consider my wife my biggest fan 
Um, but I consider her one of my most valued supporters. Okay. Right? Like dope, dope. she, she is, she is in support of everything I do musically, whether it's super vulgar or a turn up song or whatever. She recognizes the passion that I have for it. She recognizes the talent and the abilities that I have. Um, and she, she sees it. She sees it all. Like she sees what I want everyone else to see. And that's all I can ask for in the in the, you know my life partner. You know what I mean. She literally sees the vision that I see and the value in what I do. So um, I'm always gonna appreciate that. Number one, uh, her responsibility when it comes to me, you know, putting situations on wax that um, are personal to us. It doesn't necessarily have to be that she listens to it and then comes and has the conversation with me. Um, sometimes she has heard songs and just little, uh, you know, little excerpts of songs and uh, known what it was about and said, oh, OK, so that's how you feel. And I would just be like, yep. And that would be it, because now she knows mm, my mm. my my problem has always been if you don't allow if we don't if you don't allow us to have the conversation uh you don't allow me to truly articulate what i want to say to you and how i feel and so if this does happen again you're never you're not really going to know why it happened again and what you could have done to prevent it because you didn't let us have the conversation so sometimes uh putting it in my music is just a way to let it be known how i feel and she might get from that what she needs without having to have a conversation about it mm, um mm. so i don't i don't i don't require that um uh, i don't need that but the one thing that i make sure on my end that i'm responsible for is i never disrespect her in any of the music there's never going to be this i'm never going to be you know, calling her her name. I wouldn't do that to her in person. I wouldn't do that to her with someone else. You know, that's the respect thing. There are five things. If I really had to sit here and just be like, yo, what's the top five things in a marriage or a relationship? Like there are five things that I think if you really try to work on, you will be successful enough in your relationship to where, uh, you know, you could say that you're doing all that you could do. And the number one thing, maybe not in this order, but in this in this circumstance, the number one thing is respect, man. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna do any of those crazy things to call out her name or make her look crazy in front of anybody or even by herself. Right. I wouldn't do that in private. So um respect is huge, you know. Um and you know, presence. I I say presence because uh Premium Pete, shout out to Premium Pete, he has this this um this saying presence over presence right. and it's more it's, it's more about your kids uh but i use it in every aspect of life right like it's not about the gifts that i give her and all that it's about how uh present i am with her when she needs me right mm -hmm. um so so being present being um attentive and all that is part of being present um and 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 so i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna say the last three i'll do that later but I respect her and I don't, I, I never go crazy in, in the music, right? And for every song where I'm discussing some real life shit and it might be a little negative, there's two songs where I'm shouting her out and I'm and I'm making her look like what she is, which is, you know, all I need in life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so there's a balance. And, and I think that's really important to have with anything in life, uh, you gotta have a balance. Like if I just sat here and I had a whole catalog, every song where I mentioned my wife, it was negative. 
of course, there's going to be recourse that comes from that. Yeah, you know? facts. Um, but for every song where I'm discussing some hardships, there's two or three songs where I'm bigging her up crazy. You know what I mean? Right. So um, it's just all it's all about the respect and the balance. And um, she understands that and she recognizes that. That is dope, man. It, like this is the this is the whole reason why um, I really enjoy building with guys because you get to hear like something completely different than what is pretty much the voice of our social spaces. Like the voices men don't care men don't have these things in order all of these different things that they say about us but then we have a conversation like this and it, it is guys that really you know participate in proper treatment and you know support of women you know this was more than what i could have imagined you know this conversation being so i hope you guys that are listening heard everything that was said and receive it because it's really the way in which we can sweep women off their feet again, you know, um, with our intention, with our concern, our attentiveness, our purpose, our respect, all of those things that Jay mentioned is just the way that we have to go about, you know, doing our jobs for our women again. So I appreciate you King for really laying a foundation for people to grasp that concept again, because we don't even hear them saying that a man swept me off my feet no more. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah. And and I, I really appreciate having this conversation with you as well because it actually it it made me actually take a step back and look at my relationship and say, Man, what are some things that I could do better? You know, mm. what are some things that I could do better and what are some things that, that she could do better as well? And how do we come to the common ground to identify those things about each other and work together to fix them? Absolutely. Right? That's a relationship. So, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. a relationship. Yeah, man. So 100%. salute to Jay Omega from the Officially Street Podcast. I do want you guys to um, head over to his platform. Um, it's some of the dopest content that you could possibly get your hands on if you are a fan of podcasts. But also keep in mind that he is an artist and he's very good at what he does. He has several projects on just about every platform that um, you listen to music. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to let him pretty much give you all of the handles again and let you know where you can find the music so that you can kind of catch up to all of the talent that this man has. Um, go ahead and just give them all of your information again. Yes, I appreciate that. So J Omega at J Omega S on every social media network. I am a hip hop artist. I do have a project. My latest project um, that I released in July is called Jekyll. Um, so please go listen to that, stream it, download, whatever you do, look at my catalog. Um, you know, I've been making music since 2006, you know, so it's been, it's been a journey. Um, I appreciate the journey because without it, I, I, you know, obviously I wouldn't be here. I posted on Instagram not too long ago that, you know, I have had thoughts about quitting for years just because you know life happens you know right right uh but i know one i know 1000 percent had i quit uh I, I wouldn't be here today right if i would have quit in 2014 there would be no podcast right uh this episode wouldn't be happening so always appreciate the journey if i had any if i had any um you know advice for people that are, are that are on their own journey journey excuse me always appreciate it 
Um, the podcast is at TOS Podcast underscore SO on Twitter and Instagram. Like I said, that's myself, Sayer, and Cherry Poppins. Um, if you want to follow them, Sayer, Sayer on the beat, S Y E R on the beat. And then Cherry is I'm Cherry Poppins. I am Cherry Poppins. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Um, and that's it, man. BJ, I just want to say I appreciate you, man, because this platform, like I said, is is really um breaking barriers and just changing like the subject change, the 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 way you uh have even titled the podcast and all of the episodes and the way you structure the episodes, it's all so very intentional. And I love it, man. I couldn't even honestly. The, the way you go about podcasting is the way I go about music. If I had to compare oh, that's the two dope. That's dope. and yeah, it's literally, everything is intentional, right? Like when I, when it comes to my music, right? Like the songs, the, the subject matter, even when it comes to the beat selection, the sequencing, what song do I want to come, what songs do I want to, you know, be the first songs of the album and how do I want the listener to, you know, emotionally progress or regress as they're listening right mm -hmm. like all of the all of those things um you know take part in creating a beautiful project and i think this podcast is a is a, a beautiful project that you've put all of your time and effort into it's like a baby yeah, right and you nurture yeah. it and and the same way you would nurture a relationship i appreciate so you, man. yeah man and the one and i i do um just run a real quick go back to the top five and i'm forgetting some of them but um you know, if you want, if you want to do everything you can in a relationship to make it successful, and it and this and this could be any type of relationship, doesn't have to be man, woman, you know, whatever. Um, be respectful, right? Be be that's the number one thing. Be respectful of your partner. Uh, number two, as I would say, be present and attentive. You know, be there for them when they need it, and that I think that's different from. The third one, which is emotional support, right? right you you right. need to be there emotionally. And you don't always, you know, when I say be present, I mean, you know, be be there in the sense of when they need you, you're, you you can be counted on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and then emotional support is like when they're at their lowest, can you help bring them back to where they need to be, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then number four would, would be... Um, Oh man, I just had it on the tip of my tongue too, because I had I had some notes, but then I had accidentally deleted them. But emotional support, uh, affection, physical affection, right? Okay. Like be be affectionate because that is something that is very needed in a relationship. When you're in, when you when there's a lack of touch and and you know kissing, hugging, and that's not everybody's love language, you know, sex and all that. But when you don't have that, it starts to feel like you're just living with a roommate, right? So be intentional about showing affection too. You know, that's that's also very important. And oh, excuse me. Up here at number one or two would be prioritizing, right? Prioritize Facts. your partner. Put them first. In most situations, you know, in some situations it's not gonna work, you know, but um in most situations you have to put them first, especially if they're your spouse, right? Because at the end of the day, they are who you're building this life with. And and the the most important foundation is the the two of you. You know what I mean? So prioritize your wife or husband or whoever. Respect them. Be present. Be emotionally supportive and um, you know physically affectionate. And I and I feel like that is you know and honesty, man, and be honest. And those are the only things that you could really do if you're doing those things, man. You know, 
it's still going to be a bumpy ride, but at least you're you're able to look yourself in the mirror and say, man, I'm I'm trying, you know, I'm respectful. I'm honest. I'm present. I'm there when she needs me. I'm emotionally supportive. You know what I mean? I prioritize her. I drop I drop things for her when I need to. Mm, you know, facts. Um, those are those are important, man. Those are important. So I'll leave you guys on, on that last word. All right, man. Heed to what he just said, man, because those five things are very, very important. Um, we are all using a broom in some way. Some of us are in relationships trying to get to the marriage plateau. Um, we have different dimensions, but we can still use these skill sets for just about any and every relationship that we're in. So um, salute to Jay for all of the good game and the gems that he dropped in today's episode. But if you just so happen to want to follow the host, me, BJ, follow me at DergoBJ on Twitter. That's D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter. The subject, the subject change is the Instagram page for Change the Subject. So you can find me there. Um, all of the artworks, graphics, and promotions, those things are typically there. But um, you can also send me any messages, DMs, if you would like. I have a email address, which is changed subject, C-H-A-N-G-E-D, subject at gmail.com. And um, we also have to announce the new CTS hotline number. I'm going to tell that story on another episode because I should have mentioned it here, but I had to change the hotline number because my hotline number was the former phone number of an informant. And mm -hmm. I just so happened to get a couple of threats because this guy just does not believe that I am not the snitch that put him in a bad spot. So the new CTS hotline number is 313-636-3060. Do not call that number because it has been officially disconnected. So I could be reached at 313-636-3060. And this concludes the episode that we're going to title The Broom featuring J Omega of the Officially Street Podcast. And I will see you guys again with something new and fresh in two weeks. Peace and blessings. Oh.